We stand today. The business method. With a shadow. The business method. The business method podcast. The business method podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars and annual revenue and now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results economies and cultures there's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen now let's jump in today's show the business method hey guys this is chris from the business method podcast and i'm jumping on to give you guys a filler episode so we have a lot of podcast interviews booked for late august and early september and then we had quite a few for june and july and late july also Um, but early august we didn't have a lot booked so I like to jump in every now and then and kind of update you one on these filler episodes, what we're learning from this series. And as many of you know, we're interviewing 100 major influencers from around the world, people that have built up successful businesses um, and then gained influence from that, or people that have uh, a significant amount of influence and build businesses from that influence. So it's a really creative work of art to play with influence and I've really enjoyed it especially because influence is one of those things that get a bad name and if something gets a bad name it needs to be talked about more and understood better so we don't um, so we don't misuse it and so that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast we've got uh, some really fun things i want to dive deep in talking about um, how influence gets a bad rap and how it's misunderstood how all people have influence and there's different levels of influence of course and how some people really hide from that then we'll talk about the recommendations from this podcast series we're almost a halfway or so And I've really enjoyed talking to these influencers, um, learning from each and every one of them how they handle their influence and how they use entrepreneurship as a tool with that influence in a good creative combination. So it's a lot of fun hopping into the show now, you guys, and let's just kind of take it away. Here's why I love influence. There's for each and every one of us, there's key words or terms or things in our life that come up and we just know we like those things. So I've always known that I was going to enjoy marketing. I have always known that I was going to enjoy having my own business. Um, 2000, early, in the late 2000s, 
somebody, a bunch of us were sitting in a bar and one of my friends asked us, you know, where, you, where do you see yourself in five years? And I just, off the top of my head, I said, oh, I'm going to be living in an island in the South Pacific. And while everybody else was working on their careers, focusing on, um, you know, finding a partner and starting a, a family, I just randomly knew that I was going to be on some island somewhere in the South Pacific in five years. And, uh, and I just knew. And it came to fruition. Actually, I didn't live on an island in the South Pacific. I spent a week there, but I lived um, on the beach in Costa Rica and then also in Peru and uh, many different places throughout the world. But the intent there was to travel the world and see the world while building a business online. Same thing happens with these terms when we come, when we talk about business. So influence, for some people, when they hear that word, they run away. And for some people, when they hear that word, they they think, ah, oh, yeah, that's me, 100%. Same with accounting. Accounting makes me kind of run away. <laughs> and for other people, they're like, I love this. I love these numbers. I love all of it. Statistics is another one. Marketing, you know, uh, you can go on and on and on and on. When I first heard, first heard about podcasting, I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. That's like something I would enjoy. This is our inner self really um, being honest with ourselves so we can cover it up and try to go a different route and do something that we really don't enjoy that much because society has told us um, and focus on things that really don't give us that much excitement or enjoyment. Or uh, we can really listen to our inner voices that are those thoughts in our, um, our, our true inner self that say, uh influence that's what you should follow that's what you should work on that's the series that you should create for a podcast interview 100 influencers talk to them about influence let's understand it instead of letting it get uh, a reputation like a, an old used car salesman right sales and influence are both in marketing and advertising as well and entrepreneurship and capitalism are all things that are highly misunderstood in a, in society today that we really um, we need to talk about more and we need to understand it so that's why I dove into this series of influence and uh, here's some key takeaways from interviewing around 50 or so of them. And uh, the first thing is we've really kind of defined uh, influence in the entrepreneurship world and where it comes from. So from a couple different areas. One, you're an entrepreneur out there growing a business. You become successful. You hit an, a level of success and another, another level of success then another level of su success. Excuse me. Um, then another level of success and you realize that uh, you're starting to gain influence from that success. If you're going to be a person that follows success in your life, you're going to have influence. That's just all there is to it. And how you handle that makes a massive difference in the people that look up to and that follow you. So that's something to take to, to think about. And the next thing, um, the, the, the other one, the second one, is that people that have influence and then they build a sustainable business from that influence. So take for an example um, a famous musician um, you know they, they dive into their art their creativity what their creation 
and make amazing music and they get a massive amount of influence and they're like, okay, now how can we create, make this sustainable? And they create a business on the backside of that, that, um, provides them royalties. Another example is, uh, if you have a hobby and you, Uh, make a website online and you get a lot of followers and build a network and you build um, even maybe a, um, a, uh, either a Facebook group or uh, just a lot of fan and just get a lot of fans even on Instagram. And then you're like, okay, well, I've got all these people. How do I create this into a sustainable business? So it provides money so it can open up more time and opportunities for myself to then and thus create more of my great work. So those are the two defining, in the realm of entrepreneurship, when it comes to influence, those are the two things that we really honed it down to. Um, let's, let's, well, we touched about, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the bad reputation that it gets. So if we think about the used car salesman from, um, you know, the past where they just want to sell, 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 they're selling in a hard way, they're, they're using every, um, little trick and tactic they have out there to make sure you buy the car. Then they want to upsell you, you know, each additional thing, the CD player, and then the, then the extra wheel on the back of the Jeep and then the cover. And, and, um, if some of you are thinking, did he just say CD player? I did because <laughs> I haven't bought in a, I haven't bought a car for a long time. Um, but yeah, so you, you get what I'm saying. Um, even that salesman, is practicing his art in a certain way. Now, if he does that to irritate people or to piss people off, um, you know, there's always a limit, right? There's always a line. And the same thing is happening with influence. I call I call a lot of the influence out there sloppy influencers because they don't understand the power that they have with influence because it's a very powerful thing and they don't know how to use it correctly. And so then they'll represent um, a product or a business or promote something that is not um, really in their best interest or the best interest of the people that uh, may buy it or the best interest of their fans and their followers. So a really great example, there's a Netflix documentary that came out recently. It's called Fire Festival. And in the documentary, it talks about this this these people that created the fire festival that was supposed to be in the caribbean it was supposed to be a high-end few thousand dollars for a ticket uh, amazing uh, festival with music from all over the world um, some of the top musicians edm music techno and uh it was supposed to be a really great festival and i think a couple thousand people could or a few thousand people could come you stayed there for a few days and these guys were great at promotion they teamed up with a rapper they were great at uh, they had a significant amount of influence they used that influence to promote their festival they sold um so many tickets that i can't think a few thousand tickets and uh, said they were sold out, and um, and then during this time, all these logistical uh, problems happened, and um, and they realized they had to move locations a couple times. I believe they went from an island that 
that uh, Pablo Escobar once upon a time owned and that was part of the promotion and they made all these great videos and they sent it out. They got all these influencers to send it out. Um, some of the Kardashians were, or, were some of those and they just paid them, you know, something like $250,000 to promote uh, the festival and um, it went all over it it spread it went viral on the internet went all over Instagram social media channels and a lot of people invested a lot of money into this well getting closer to date they started to realize logistical issues were a nightmare um, they didn't have the available accommodation they didn't have um, some of the people they they couldn't pay the musicians that were scheduled to come some of the musicians had to back out and it just turned into a disaster and the i guess he was the ceo or the leader um started lying to people and getting, taking other investment money and lying to the people that were investing into the uh the festival and uh and then uh, mismanaging the money and um I, they were amazing at promoting, amazing at making things go viral. Um, where they really seriously failed is where they mismanaged the money and where they were honestly just flat out lying to people. And it's a perfect example of sloppy influence, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy influence at all. And it's exactly what it is. When they knew that they could not host that many people, that is the time that they should stop, not take any more money. Um, and refund the tickets that they can as much as possible. That guy actually ended up in jail. I believe he's in jail now or going through, uh, going through his um, trials uh, because of this, and it happens way too often, and this is why influence is getting a bad name, and it's not fun for people that work really hard at becoming good and reputable influencers. So... Um, this is why, and one thing about it is that because of this sloppy influence, people, uh, they don't want to be associated with being an influencer. And if they don't want to be associated with it, then people don't care to understand it. And when you don't understand it, it's easily misunderstood and it's misrepresented. And like anything, we talked about capitalism, sales, and marketing. When you understand these things, you understand that um, they're tools. They're not good and bad in any way. They're just tools. And we can use them for good. We can use them for bad based on the decisions that we make. If we understand them better, if we understand influence better, we can use that for good and spread more good uh, out amongst the world, increase your reputation as a great entrepreneur, have a bigger network, create a better sustainable business, provide more products and services that help the world, and bring more income in for yourself. And it's a win, 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 win all around. So we all have influence, and a few of us really recognize it. Fewer double down on it. Some of us run away from it, and then even fewer people master it. And then use that influence for positive results and creation. And what is always what is poorly understood is poorly miscommunicated. Always what is poorly understood is poorly communicated. And this over and over and over, we see this happening with influence. Now, <clears throat> here's one thing I definitely want to address. That um, if, if the, the word influence or the idea of influence doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Know that, however, if you are going to chase success and if you are going to create success in different areas of your life, without a doubt, you are going to have some influence. Even if you're a parent or just a local person in your community, you're going to have some sort of influence in your life. And understanding that can help you understand it better so you can create something healthy. What is not attractive is when somebody has influence and then hides from it. What is not cool or what is not appreciated is people that hide from that influence. So many times I have seen entrepreneurs create amazing businesses. I've interviewed a lot of them where they've created these amazing businesses. They have a significant amount of influence and then they hide. They hide because they don't like the spotlight, which is okay. They hide because they're insecure about the influence they have and they don't really know how to handle it. And I don't think that's okay. Even if you want to get out of the spotlight, that's fine. But you need to understand the influence that you have because if you ignore it, it can be misused and misrepresented, even with your name. So that needs to be talked about in business more, not only taught more in business, um, but understood because nobody respects the entrepreneur or the person that's created a lot of success in their life and then they're hiding from that influence. It doesn't mean you have to be the Instagram influencer. It doesn't mean you have to be on social media all the time. It doesn't mean you have to be in the spotlight all the time. What it means is that if you've accumulated this power and this influence, it is irresponsible to ignore it. It is irresponsible to hide from it because somebody can take that influence and use it for themselves. So I think that's the gist of really what's coming up for influence, learn, talking to these influencers and learning about it over the past uh, uh, few months in this series. I want to make some recommendations about some of the influencers that we've interviewed podcasts that I recommend listening to, um, people that really have stood out for me, people that I've learned a lot from. And not to say that we haven't learned a lot from all of them because all the people that came on the show um, have been great. We don't publish an episode if it's not great. We actually interviewed a couple people that uh, that uh, during the series that just at the end of it, it was like, I don't want this person on my podcast. <laughs> and so... Um, so the, so all of the episodes have turned out really, really good. And the guests that come on the show are really intelligent people talking about influence and and handling it in a reputable way. Uh, what I want to talk about is the ones that have really, really stood out for me. And, um, let's start back within the past, like 25 episodes or so. So, um, I really enjoyed Ocean Robbins. Ocean Robbins is the grandson of the Baskin Robin legacy. And his father, I believe his name is John, John Robbins, left the legacy um, to uh, seek his passion of health and nutrition because he saw so many people dying from eating way too much ice cream and eating unhealthy. Um, his uncle Baskin 
He died at, a, at the age of 56, somewhere in his 50s, I believe. And um, his, uh, his father, um, Ocean's grandfather, John's father, um, almost died early also. And then they got him on a healthy diet and he lived another vibrant 19 years of life. So I, Ocean is passionate about teaching people um, health and nutrition. And it's on, he's on the, the cusp of the health revolution. He's got a great book, 31 Days to Health Revolution, I believe it is. And uh, we chatted with him in podcast number 399, Leaving the Baskin-Robbins Legacy, Ice Cream Family Legacy for Health, which is pretty amazing. Takes a lot of courage. Left a multi-million dollar organization to uh, pursue health. And that is a noble and pretty awesome thing to do. So Ocean and his dad, John, have created a significant amount of influence. They go around the world. Um, Ocean's kind of the leader of the organization now. John is uh, uh, kind of uh, st- not retired, but uh, stepped on and stepped on the back burner of things. And um, awesome, brilliant guy to talk to. And if you want to learn about changing your diet and changing your health, this is a great podcast to listen to. Um, Let's see. I enjoyed chatting with Kirsten Rich. I have to mention her for sure. One of our most popular podcast episodes ever, actually. Episode number 402, Using Influence to Build a Real, uh, a real Business from a Forbes Top Travel Influencer. Kirsten is the founder of The Blonde Abroad, um, and she is a wholeheartedly 100% social media and especially Instagram influencer. And uh, Forbes has named her one of the top travel influencers on the planet. And when you see her stuff, you get to see why. What's awesome is Kirsten started blogging and traveling the world, got an incredible amount of influence, and created a business behind it. And um, she's a a smart entrepreneur, and a lot of people uh, misjudge her because she's a, a blonde California girl. And when you get to the heart of Kirsten, you realize this is a woman that has built an amazing business, has created an amazing amount of influence, and uh, did it really well. And so that was a fun episode, and it became one of our most listened to, which is really awesome. So big shout out to Kirsten for that. Highly recommend anybody listen to that one. And uh, of course, we have to chat about Stephen Kotler's episode, episode number 404, High Performance Flow States, and Stephen Kotler's new book, Last Tango in Cyberspace. Stephen Kotler, if you don't know, is the co-author of Bold in Abundance with Peter Diamandis, and he's also written one of my favorite books, um, co-authored one of my favorite books, The... um, uh, Stealing Fire <laughs> slipped my mind. Stealing Fire was my top read for 2018. <clears throat> I took a lot of that and created workshops the and the ideas from that and created some workshops and content and courses um, just because of how I was inspired from Stealing Fire. We got an hour and a half to talk with Stephen and we chatted with everything about AI, about um, flow states, of course, about The Rise of Superman, which is another incredible book that he, he wrote, uh, Psychedelics in the World Today, his new book, Last Tango in Cyberspace. It was um, actually, he was one of my dream guests to get on the show. And it was a really great episode. I want to re-listen to it uh, because it was it was so good. So um, episode 404 with Stephen Kotler. 
I enjoyed also 406 with Tucker Max. If you don't know who Tucker Max is, he's a New York Times bestselling author for I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, Assholes Furnish First, Sloppy Seconds. Those are three of his books. He's got quite a few, I think 11. And they made a movie about his book, I Hope They Serve, Serve Beer in Hell. He basically used to write about his shenanigans as a 20-year-old uh, or 20-something guy living a really wild and crazy life. And um, the books became really, really um, popular and really, really infamous. Uh, and um, and some people hate hated the guy. But a controversial, controversial person like that <clears throat> really... Um, gets a polarizing view from many people and a lot of people will love him and follow him because they know exactly what he stands for. And a lot of people follow him because they cannot, uh, cannot stand what he stands for. And so he got an incredible amount of influence from that, got a movie deal, almost, um, created a movie with Justin Timberlake and, uh, he actually turned Justin Timberlake down uh, which is a surprising story in its in it, in itself, but um, he's now in his mid thirties and he's a family man. He's got three kids and uh, a beautiful family, and he talks about that transition. and It's really a a period of maturity, a ten years of maturity from a wild kid uh, that's partying in his twenties and doing reckless and sloppy things, and with his influence as well, and how he grew up because he had such uh, a lot of negative PR and a lot of resistance and pushback uh, based on his behavior. And he, uh, he matured into uh, an, a pretty amazing entrepreneur. He's got a, an amazing business now, uh, scribe writing. He publishes books for dozens and dozens of authors. He's got a team of, I think, 130 people or so. And he's got really big names that he's representing. And so that's a great episode as well. Um, John Foley was a great one. Episode 407 with uh, um, the top 1%, uh, becoming a top 1% jet fighter pilot. He's a, uh, a Blue Angel fighter pilot. Very few people can qualify to be that in the U.S. Navy. And um, John uh, was a rock star. I mean, I really loved his mindset. Anybody that can get to that level when they're in their 20s, um, you know, when they then grow up, grow a little bit, mature, get into their 30s and 40s. I think John's in his 50s now. Um, they, they become incredibly productive, influential people that do a lot of good for the world. So when it comes to mindset, listening to John's podcast was off the hook. Man, we have had some great people. I want to talk about them all. 409 was with Scott Carney. Scott Carney is... Um, the, I guess you could say kind of an understudy of Wim Hof, the Iceman. Um, Scott, uh, climbed Kilimanjaro and world record time with Wim Hof in somewhere around 26 hours. Um, the Dutch climbing association told them that if they climbed Kilimanjaro that fast, they would die. And they did it in t-shirts and no, no, excuse me. I don't even think they wore t-shirts, shorts and boots. And uh, they had a crew, and they went up the mountain and um, just astonished the world. What uh, Scott, what Wim has come up with is changing science in, in many ways that we know it. And Scott um, wrote the number one book with Wim about uh, the Wim Hof method, ice, ice baths, deep breathing, and how this is really changing physiology 
brain patterns and helping people heal themselves. So incredible episode. We dove into that for well over an hour. That was a great show with uh, Scott and he is a rock star. Then episode 410 with Andrew Hill was really good. Andrew really surprised me. Um, Do you really know if you have a healthy brain is the title of the podcast. And he is creating this movement to to help people understand how they have, uh, if they have healthy brains. And most people don't know if they have a healthy brain. I can't even tell you if I really have a healthy brain. I like to think that I do, but I've never checked it other than like being aware and, and um, being cognizant and, and uh, being aware and, and, t- and I would say semi-intelligent intelligent person. But um, he's got uh, brain scanners and you can go into his labs, which he calls brain gems, and you can figure out if your brain is really healthy or not. And a lot of people are very surprised, even if they're A players, A type people that they don't necessarily have as healthy brains as they thought they would. And then they have activities and techniques that you can do, just like a gym where you can um, learn how to make your brain healthier. Awesome podcast. John D. Martini, episode 411, Altering Your State of Self-Perception to Maximize the Results in Your Life. Um, John D. Martini, Dr. John D. Martini was on The Secret in 2006, which is also a platform that got a lot of really great um, influencers on it and catapulted um, some people to the next level and really helped a lot of people, but also got a, a lot of pushback and a lot of negative PR as well. I really like the secret and um, and use some of the practices I learned in the secret still to this day. Uh, Dr. Martini, D. Martini was in the secret and uh, one of my favorite speakers actually. And we got an hour with him, which is really cool. Um, the guy has been studying self growth and, and helping people grow and created a business around it for decades somewhere in the line of 40 years or something like that, maybe more. Um, So many good ones. Dan Clark, episode 412, the CEO of Brain.fm. Brain.fm is one of my favorite tools to use uh, when working and when meditating, and it really helps get your um, brainwaves on the right pattern to go deep into those thoughts and to be focused and to get in those flow states. Really great episode. And the last two, 413 and 414, or with two biohackers I really respect and I've learned a lot from in the past uh, few months and even the past year, Tim Gray and Joe Cohen. Uh, Tim is on episode 414. He's the UK's top biohacker. He puts on the biggest conference in the UK, probably one of the biggest conferences in the world actually for biohacking and get some of the top biohackers there to talk and uh, talk biohacking and what's working, what's not working and what's helping people really change their lives through biohacking. Joe Cohen is a really successful entrepreneur, the the author and founder of Self Hacked, and um, he has been talking about biohacking for years, has an extremely popular blog and uh, some businesses under that. So Joe grew this um, this blog into uh, a research website, and uh, into uh, thus then creating products and services that help people biohack and help perform 
um, better and become healthier. His quote that I really enjoyed was, if you're not happy, you're not healthy. And I really believe that. It blew me away when I heard that because there's been times in my life when I thought, oh, I'm healthy. I'm just not happy. And that unhappiness extend, uh, was ex- an extended period of time. Looking back, now I realize I wasn't healthy because I didn't have happiness in my life during that time. So a really great episode. If you're not happy, you're not healthy with biohacker Joe Cohen. You guys, there's so many more amazing episodes, but I'm going to stop at that. (sighs) Influence, you guys. Um, It's important to understand. It really, really, really is. It's important not to hide from it. Because even hiding from influence is using influence in a form of its own. And people can see that. They can smell that. They can see the underlying body language when you're doing that. So understand it. And you can do that by listening to this podcast series. So one other thing I want to leave you guys with, you guys, we have Get Shit Done Live in Thailand. It's 10 days, a high-performance productivity sprint for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs, and uh, it's a really rocking time. We had one guy, I just learned this, one guy came last year, Dave Sheffield, and the Facebook ads that he implemented at Get Shit Done Live um, in just the last couple days uh, produced him over $170,000. Also... We had uh, Will Osana who, who joined us last, last year and is coming back this year. The, uh, the courses that she built, the course that she built, Get Shit Done Live, produced $40,000 not too long after that. And uh, we have tons and tons of stories like that, you guys. Each year, higher level entrepreneurs are coming. More amazing people are coming. It's really a great time. Um, the event's 10 days long, but people stay for longer a lot of times, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks even, and we just hang out in Thailand and have a really enjoyable time. So check that out. You guys can find that on our website, thebusinessmethod.com, and feel free to reach out to me if you need anything. You guys, we're always here to help fellow entrepreneurs grow. Love you lots. Keep listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.